for 10 years. I write customized poetry. I write poetry for all occasions, such as weddings, engagements, birthdays, Valentine's Day, Christmas, anniversaries, Easter, relationships, love, and more. I will write any length of poem you need. I can have it finished in a short amount of time and get started on it as soon as possible. Fair prices. Go to blissfulpoetry.com. That's blissful poetry.com Wayward Pines is now a hit TV show on Fox starring Matt Dillon based on the original book series by Blake Crouch Enter deeper and gain insight into the world of Wayward Pines by reading David Taylor II's Kindle bestseller entitled Survival A Wayward Pines Origin Story His first book in the Rebellion series will leave you on the edge of your seat Search on Amazon, Survival, A Wayward Pines Origin Story, and sign up for free giveaways on David's blog at dt2author.org. That's dt2author.org. There will never be a point in your, time, in your life where it's the right time to do a great thing. If you're waiting for that perfect, perfect moment, that perfect timing, it's not going to happen. You know what you have to do? You have to create the perfect time and the perfect opportunity and the perfect situation. That a lot of people become comfortable. They stop growing. They stop wanting anything. They, they become satisfied. People getting ready to go to jobs that they don't like. 
jobs that are making them sick. You see, when you're not pursuing your goal, you are literally committing spiritual suicide. When you have some goal out here that you're stretching for and reaching for, that takes you out of your comfort zone, you'll find out some talents and abilities you have that you didn't know you have. When the messenger of misery visits you, what are you going to do? What will keep you in the game? There are things that you think you'll never need to know that you may only need to know one time in your life, but that could save your life because you had that knowledge. Unless you attempt to do something beyond that which you've already mastered, you will never grow. What is it that you looked at at some point in time and you decided that you couldn't do it? That you talked yourself out of it? You're waiting on your next door neighbor to make it happen for you. It may not happen. If you're waiting on your mother or your father, they may be so ancient in their thinking that they don't understand this opportunity that you have. And if you're waiting on them, it may never get done. You don't beg average people to be phenomenal. You don't beg good people to be phenomenal. You just are phenomenal and you will attract phenomenal. What reason can you remember that you can call on, that you can reach on, that can make you get back up? Find that reason. If you're not where you are, if you're not where you want to be, if you don't have what you want, you want to have, if you're not where you think you should be at this particular place, it has nothing to do with the system, but it has everything to do with the fact that you're not making the sacrifice. I want you to make that dream become a reality because if you don't, you will be working for somebody else to make their dreams become a reality. Everybody is against you or don't believe in you no more. And let me tell you something, that's a lonely feeling. It's a lonely feeling, particularly people that you're doing it for. Most people take their greatness, take their ideas to the graveyard with them. Listen to me, if it was easy, everybody would do it. There are people right now who are working who don't want to work. There are people who hate their jobs, but they keep getting up to do it. The wealthiest place on the planet is the graveyard. Because in the graveyard we will find inventions that we never ever were exposed to. Ideas, dreams that never became reality. Hopes and aspirations that were never acted upon. Question is what are you going to do with your time? What drives you? Greatness is a lot of small things done well. Day after day. Workout after workout, obedience after obedience, day after day. When things don't work out for you, when things happen that you could not anticipate, what are the reasons that you can think of that can keep you strong? You will never ever be successful until you turn your pain into greatness, until you allow your pain to push you from where you are to push you to where you need to be. Stop running from your pain and embrace your pain. Your pain is going to be a part of your pride, a part of your product. I, I challenge you to push yourself. See, it's easy to be on the bottom. It doesn't take any effort to be a loser. It doesn't take any motivation, any drive in order to stay down there on a low level. But it calls on everything in you. You have to harness your will to say, I'm going to challenge myself. I mean that what you did last week don't count. Today, today is the only important day. There are 86,400 seconds in a day, and how you use those are critical. You got 86,400 today, and what you do today is going to see me who you are. Nobody's going to talk about what you did last week.
that the biggest enemy you have to deal with is yourself. There's an old African proverb that says, if there's no enemy within, the enemy outside can do us no harm. You have this opportunity of a lifetime. It means absolutely nothing if you don't take advantage of it in the lifetime of this opportunity. I got a saying that when life knocks you down, try and land on your back because if you can look up, you can get up. If you want a thing bad enough to go out and fight for, to work day and night for, to give up your time, your peace, and your sleep for, if all that you dream and scheme is about it, and life seems useless and worthless without it, it's time now. If you want to make this your decade, you've got to start saying yes to your life. You've got to start saying yes to your dreams. Yes to your unfolding future. Yes to your potential. As opposed to saying no. When you die, die on east. Leave no dream left behind, God. Leave no opportunity left behind. When you leave this earth, accomplish every single thing you can accomplish. Listen to me, you're going to be here one day, but you'll never get here if you give up, if you give in, if you quit. And finally, guys, you got to want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe. In order for your dream to happen, you have to make it happen. You ready? Come and get it. You want it? Come and get it right here. Come and get it for real. Just come and get it. Takes work, but you can get it. Takes time, but you can get it. Stop talking. Come and get it. Keep pushing, and you will get it. You hoping and for great things when you dream. Watching others make it.
Thank you so much for joining us today for This Needs to Be Said. We're about to be joined by Ms. Lois Powers as she shares current event poetry. Hey, Ms. Powers, how are you? Fine, thank you, Catherine. How are you? I'm wonderful. I'm you can start. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Reading, writing, and arithmetic. Reading, writing, and arithmetic doesn't involve sending letters to convicted convicts. Being accused of killing police officers today is no joke. Folks take this kind of crime very, very seriously. Channel the children's little minds on reading, writing, and arithmetic. Don't encourage them to write letters to folks behind bars that have committed crime, even if they are, even if they are sick. Now you're without a teaching job because you didn't give it a thought before you assigned this letter-writing job to the little children. The children could have offered up solid prayers and good wishes for his health. Your teaching job would not have been in jeopardy, and you would still have your career. Reading, writing, and arithmetic became your demon in May 2015. I meant to. I meant to. Policemen, policemen, you're losing your sanity. You're losing your self-esteem. The job you were hired for was to protect children, a law-abiding citizen like me. I meant to draw my taser, but I drew my pistol instead. I meant to, I meant to bring him down to his knees, but I shot. I shot. I shot him in his back and killed him. I killed him instead. I meant to scare him. I meant to scare him, but I filled his body. I filled his black body with lead. I meant to handcuff him and read him his rights, but I got excited and shot him. I shot him eight times. I shot him. I shot him dead. I shot him right in his back. I meant to. I meant to. I meant to. Officers of the law, we're getting sick and tired of I meant to. If that black boy was white, I wouldn't have shot my head. I wouldn't have shot my head and shot him dead. I wouldn't have lost my head and shot him dead. Think, think before you act. Think, think before you're the one that's going to end up, end up in a financial trap. You will not be able to get your life back. I meant to. I didn't mean to kill that black boy. I just lost my head in the attack. I meant to. I meant to. I meant to follow the law. I meant to. I meant to. I really meant to. Derailment. Derailment. What were you thinking when you ran that train amok? Were you playing boyish games and forgot about human lives? Did you get an adrenaline thrill and thought everything would be all right, that everything would be fine? The controls were in your hands, and you became less than a man. Destruction, destruction is all around us. Look at the signs. Look at the signs. More than 200 folks were injured. Eight innocent persons unfortunately lost their lives. When you lose control of your senses, you no longer can see the view. You lose all sense of conception when you woke up from your derailment. Lo and behold, Satan, Satan had made a fool out of you. There is only one life to live. Make wise choices or derailment, derailment. And death can be waiting, waiting for you. We're still waiting on the investigation, the investigation that will free you 
from all wrongdoing and serving jail time. Satan, Satan, this derailment is all pointing, 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 pointing toward you. Thank you very much. You can get poems at post office by writing post office box 558, Glen Olin, Pennsylvania, 19036. Write for free poems, and I'll send you a list of all my books. Again, that's post office box 558, Glen Olin, Pennsylvania, 19036. Thank you. Until next week. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you, Ms. Karen Marlar, and this is your daily dose of weird news. U.S. CEOs earned an average of $13.5 million last year, which is 373 times more than the average worker. Congratulations, Occupy Wall Street. You accomplished exactly diddly squat. In a first for Americans, a new study says we're spending more as a country eating away from home than we are on groceries. According to Commerce Department data, restaurants and bars raked in more in sales in March 2015 than grocery stores, which is a first. Well, how else are we supposed to check out all those great places from diners, drive-ins, and dives, huh? In an attempt to speed things up, McDonald's will no longer feature its complete menu on its outside menu boards at the drive-thru. That's not going to speed anything up, because every other person will slow down the line to ask, Uh, you still got the McRib? Now, there's a museum specifically designed for social media snapshots. According to Time, a new attraction in the Philippines uses 3D replicas of paintings to put visitors in the center of art's most famous masterpieces. It has thus been dubbed the planet's first-ever selfie museum. It allows you to step into Van Gogh's swirly sky, pose for a pic in King Tut's tomb, or play a hand with C.M. Coolidge's poker-loving dogs. Personally, I want to get in with Mona Lisa and bring an eyebrow pencil with me. Actor Harry Shearer, who has voiced dozens of popular characters on The Simpsons, has announced on Twitter that he is leaving the show. The departure is significant and that Shearer's characters include Ned Flanders, Principal Skinner, Kent Brockman, and Mr. Burns. Okay, let's see. Flander moves, Bart gets expelled, Brockman retires, and Burns, at 117 years old, finally croaks. There you go. Problem solved. That's your Daily Dose of Weird News. I'm Darren Marlar. Get more weird news at DailyDoseOfWeirdNews.com. Until next time, keep it real. Weird. The Savings Mart is your one-stop shop for just about everything. We carry many quality brand name products for seriously discounted prices. One of such great brands is the Medca brand, which you may now know because of the high quality of their products and by how much variety they have to offer. Medca has an extensive range of products, from health to household to toys. If you have a use for it, they make it. Search The Savings Mart on Google. 
Royal Destiny Salon and Spa, where you are royalty. Specializing in children's hair, natural, weaved, and relaxed hair. Looking for a professional stylist who cares not only about how good hair looks, but also how healthy it feels? Then Royal Destiny Salon and Spa is the place for you. Royal Destiny Salon and Spa, located at 4936 Albemarle Road, Suite 14, Charlotte, North Carolina. Call today to schedule your appointment for a more beautiful you. 724-734-8043. That number again is 724-734-8043. 88. Suffering with Alzheimer's. The only crime she committed was living with her lifelong friend Sylvia for 30 years. Is now being made homeless by Bedford Estates. Show your support for Francis at StopTheDuke.com. Again, that's StopTheDuke.com. 88. Suffering with Alzheimer's. The only crime she committed was living with her lifelong friend Sylvia for 30 years. Is now being made homeless by Bedford Estates. Show your support for Francis at StopTheDuke.com. Again, that's StopTheDuke.com. Amen. I'm just feeling like greatness right now, you know? You ever just have one of those days where you just wake up and everything just goes your way for some reason and you just like, yo, you feeling you just feeling like man, you just feeling more <laughs> Yeah. Woke up this morning and saw the sun shining. Uh-huh. Had a good long time, so I was feeling no my see on top of that, had a stack of pancakes on my plate, yeah. side of toast, home fried eggs and bacon for the taste yeah. of a course. We're feeling so marvelous. Uh-huh. Like because the good breakfast looks gorgeous yep. Got the relaxed, chill, bathing water riches uh-huh. How I felt inside, my life felt fixed up No drama after eating that good meal uh-huh. Showering, I bump my music loud as hell And no one seems to complain for once okay. Had the peace to do my heart, not restrain for much uh-huh. So I'm scared at this point, it's marvelous It's usually followed by just BS So uh-huh. I said to myself, let's just enjoy this uh-huh. Have a drink, uh-huh. sit back uh-huh. and sing this <laughs> It got me feeling so marvelous Thank you. 
first. I'd rather be broke than lonely.
have friends that come to me and say, Girl, you've got to get over this and get on with your life. I know that they're right. Thing is, I wonder just how long it's going to take to get over you. Make sure you head on over to thisneedstobesaid.com for our free classes. You don't want to miss that. This week's class, we are going to help you start your own product line. And we have had her on as our second. She's been with us, this instructor, Anissa Pennyman, has been on with us another time teaching. So this is our second go-around with us. The instructors are enjoying sharing this information. So head on out there and Sign up for the free class at thisneedstobesaid.com. We're getting ready for politics with Valerie Sun in just a little while, so don't you go anywhere.
recollection and I stumbled on the thought that you said in my bed got lost in the calm. My nature waking in the morning, guess I rose before dawn. Nobody noticed you were missing in the midst of the night. Except the neighbors wondering why my house was so bright. Dripping pulsars on my tongue as I taste what you feel. A burning sensation, the passion so real. The pull is so strong, the moment so wrong. So we say our goodbyes, I put you back where you belong. So the world can see you shine, recognize the grand design. Turn my eyes up to see and know that you are mine. I wait for the eve, knowing what all is in store. Waiting for the dust so you can visit once more. The passion overwhelms us, I'm looking in your eyes. Tears falling down, cause it's almost God used to make you addicted to the poison. I chased it with chamomile. Envious of the tipless taste on his tongue. If we both die, at whose grave will you be? Which one? Answer that I see in the eye of the storm. Okay. That ravages my pages. My poems just collapse. My hopes left in ruins. My foundation cracks. No fairy tale ending. No happily ever after. Destiny just laughs at this natural disaster. Doesn't explain why I feel so alone. My happiness a refugee that can't return home. My love's been displaced by the views I can't escape, the feeling I can't erase, the face I can't replace. I tattooed a name and I feel so insane. Uh-huh. Who searches the shore for another hurricane? Got dreams on a sunny day. Six rings like MJ.
yourself you need to start your own product line maybe you like mixing things up at home and your friends and family absolutely love it but maybe you just don't know how to make it marketable and really put it out there in a big way learn how to make money doing what you absolutely love creating products for other people to enjoy we have a class over at this needs to be set.com you want to head on over there and register for this free class with Anissa, Anissa Pennyman. She has been one of our instructors before. She's coming back and she's sharing this topic with you all. So get your spot. The slots are reserved and they are limited, so you don't want to miss that. Look ahead at our other classes as well because there will be some other exciting classes for business owners coming up and you don't want to miss those. Get some free education. Get some free training. And then if you decide to work with these business owners, you absolutely can. But the first thing you want to be able to do is get a sample of what it is that they offer. And through our classes, you can get that. Head on over to thisneedstobesaid.com, click the events tab, and you will be able to register for these classes right away. Thisneedstobesaid.com. I have been a writer for 10 years. I write customized poetry. I write poetry for all occasions, such as weddings, engagements, birthdays, Valentine's Day, Christmas, anniversaries, Easter, relationships, love, and more. I will write any length of poem you need. I can have it finished in a short amount of time and get started on it as soon as possible. Fair prices. Go to blissfulpoetry.com. That's blissfulpoetry.com. Thank you so much for joining us today as we talk politics with Valerie Sun because he knows politics. Hey, what you got for us this week? Oh, it's always another exciting week. As always, I feel whenever we do a political news, I guess it's always an exciting week. 
because things are always transpiring, always taking place. So as we give you this news on this um, beautiful Monday, but we are around 90 degrees here at the city of Charlotte. So it's always, uh, again, exciting as we get into the summer months to see some of the things that happen because different things transpire a lot over the summer months. Um, but, of course, don't take uh, place as much so when they're actually in session. So it's always an interesting time of year, and I guess we certainly are getting into that part of the year now as we approach uh, the Memorial Day weekend next week and the end of the month of May. Now, one of the biggest things, I guess, is happening here in the uh, present week is that President Obama had a request for police body cameras and new community policing initiatives that will probably be funded under legislation that was advanced on Thursday by many Republicans who, of course, control the House. Now, lawmakers also look to slash legal aid for the poor. Now, the actions follow violence sparked by the recent deaths of black men in the hands of law enforcement, of course, in Baltimore, South Carolina, and in Ferguson, Missouri. The kind of focused attention on police conduct and distrust between minority communities and officers assigned to protect them. Now, most of the $50 million to improve police community relations next year will go to grants to states that access and improve their justice system, meaning they will get more money when they've done that. The amount is about one-third of what the president asked for in February, according to a panel Democratic aid. Some $15 million will go to help local police departments buy body cameras that can record interactions with the public which is about, again, half of the request that the president initially put in. The development scheme at the House panel gave initial approval for a $51 billion measure fund for the Justice and Commerce Department and science programs that kind of came under the umbrella of NASA and other agencies. So, again, you're looking at a $51 billion project uh, dealing with NASA as opposed to some of the money that was going to funding for the body cameras. Now, Thursday's legislation covers the budget that's going to go into the October, then they're going to actually um, stop the session in October, so it's going to last till then. Now, the bill is caught in an ongoing battle over agency budgets between, again, the Republican-controlled House and Senate and the President and his Democratic Party. Now, tight spending caps imposed under these sequestration of forces Republicans to basically change some of the things they're doing and kind of freeze domestic agency budgets at the current levels, but they've evaded the freeze on the military by using war accounts as a special resource and giving the Pentagon a 7% of the $38 billion increase to begin the export. So basically in this story, again, you're looking at the president actually received about half of the amount of money that he had asked for, mainly for body cameras and other things with the law enforcement to kind of change some of the uh, distrust that many minorities currently around the country are feeling towards police. And he thought this would ease a lot of the tension that was based not only in those uh, cities that I mentioned, but throughout the United States. And again, many of the things he brought before um, the House has to be voted upon. And of course, as I tell you each week, with a Republican led House, you're going to run into some opposition with a lot of things that he brings forth. And this seems to be another example. Again, he's got about half of what he asked for for the body cameras. Something else that was very interesting happened up in the White House. Uh, for months, Secret Service Director Joseph Clasey has been warning agents and officers of misconduct and any kind of, I guess, what's to, I guess we say drug and shenanigans or, or any kind of anything involved with any kind of alcohol was going to be an issue and it would not be tolerated uh, under law enforcement agency because mainly what happened prior with the prior, I guess, administration with the Secret Service Director. Now, according to investigators, two senior Secret Service agents spent five hours at the bar. They ran up a very significant tab, and then they drove back to the White House, where they crashed their car into a construction barrier and drove within inches of a very suspicious package that was out earlier in the year. 
Now, all this, of course, comes just months after the Secret Service, uh, the head of the Secret Service, Junior Peterson, was ousted after a series of embarrassing security breaches involving Secret Service agents and officers. And as I told you all before this year, when it was happening, it was one of the most interesting uh, hearings I've, I've ever seen because as he sat there and answered questions before Congress, many of which she seemed as if she was unaware she was going to be asked because so many different things had taken place that you kind of saw the writing on the wall that this was just a matter of time before Ms. Pearson would in fact be removed. And now you have, again, Mr. Clancy in that position, and if he can have some of the same issues. You have Mr. George uh, Ogilvie and Mark Conley. They uh, actually, again, were apparently impaired by alcohol when they drove through a secured area at the White House earlier on this year. The Homeland Security Department's Inspector General came out on Wednesday and mentioned that as well as other things that were taking place, but that was one of the main things because, again, they had done an investigation to what exactly happened that night because now you're on a high alert for everything that could happen dealing with social, social uh, secret service, I'm sorry, dealing with the secret service because of what had happened prior. Now, they were among a dozen of agency personnel who actually went to a retirement party for another agent. But when the party wrapped up um, back in March, they ran two other non-agents, employees, they stuck around for an hour steam um, night that was going on after the retirement party. And apparently, again, Ogilvy, who is the assistant special agent in charge of the agency's Washington field office, Open the tab and pay for, uh, for what I'm seeing here, you pay for eight scotches, two bockers, three beers, and a glass of wine. Because, uh, you know, you, you wonder all the time how does someone in the position of that get in this situation. But the incident became public days later, and it kind of forced Mr. Clancy to follow the steps of Pearson and head to Capitol Hill to once again explain what's going on with the Secret Service to several lawmakers. In the statement on Wednesday, the agency's third director in less than three years said he was disappointed and very disturbed at the apparent lack of judgment described in this report and behavior of this type described, he said, was uh, reprehensible, unacceptable, and absolutely not be tolerated. So, again, you have a situation because it reminds us of, um, again, what happened last year when the Texas man who was armed with a knife was able to climb over the perimeter fence and run deep into the White House before being apprehended. And many of you saw the video where there was a man that actually tackled him once he got inside the White House. It was also later revealed that a few days prior to that, President Obama actually rode the elevator in Atlanta with an armed contractor. The Secret Service did not know this man was armed until after the president got off the elevator. So the president was actually standing on the elevator with someone that had a gun, and they were unaware apparently that that was the case. Pearson's handling of those incidents, of course, again, led to her removal. An independent panel concluded that the agency was absolutely responsible for what had happened and was in need of new leadership. The panel recommended hiring a new director from the outside agency, but the president instead chose Mr. Clancy, who was a retired agent, who once ran the president's protective detail. So this is someone the president put in charge and put great faith in, and apparently now you have another incident, although not as serious as that. No one actually went into the White House. You just simply have people that are in high positions that apparently have uh, drank too much alcohol and got themselves in quite a bind again under the watch of Mr. Clancy, who again is in charge of the civil service. Each week I've come on and I've told you people that are running for president and how this list is getting longer and longer each week we expect up to possibly 15 Republicans to run. Well, this week I want to tell you someone who's not running, and that's Mr. John Bolton. He's one of the Republican Party's most prominent and national uh, individuals. Now, he decided he's not going to run. Bolton, who was the former U.S. ambassador to the United Nations, dialed out of the 2016 race uh, on Thursday. He said in a video that he sent out saying he preferred to influence the election from the sidelines. This is one of the few times you're ever going to see someone actually do a video and come out and make an announcement and say they're not going to run. 
Now, Bolton was a leading foreign policy voice in the George W. Bush White House. He spent recent months testing his message in early voting states, going around basically telling people how he felt was led most of us thinking he was going to run. Now, he called on several issues of foreign policy, and he often has lashed out at Democratic president, presidential candidate Hillary Clinton, as well as Republican rivals uh, Rand Paul, or his main Kentucky rival, Rand Paul, who was uh, been with him, has worked on several different projects with him, and there was always some speculation that when they ran or if, in fact, this was running, which he thought it was at the time. How exactly that would, that would transpire? And his decision not to run, again, surprised a lot of people, especially in election season, which is more than you already have probably up to maybe a dozen people that we either know are running or respect about. Now, again, as we do each week, the declared candidates, right now we know uh, Mr. Paul, of course, from Kentucky. We know Florida Senator Mark Rubio. We know Texas Senator Ted Cruz. We know former technology executives who we talked about last week, Carly Fiona. And, of course, we know the retired neurosurgeon, uh, Dr. Ben Carson. So we know those people are actually already in the hunt running for Republican candidate for president. Now, there's several other current and former governors and senators who potentially are also going to run. We do know about Florida Governor Jared Bush, Wisconsin Governor Scott Walker, New Jersey Governor Chris Christie. Uh, just a few of the people that we do expect to make an announcement in the upcoming weeks. Bolton would have been an underdog, yet a presidential being offered kind of a prominent stage to resort uh, many of the views he had. I thought it would have given him, an, uh, and many others thought it would have given him a platform to come out and discuss some of his views again to put it out there, tell you why he thinks the way he's thinking, kind of gauge who else thinks the same way, even if, in fact, he was a, a huge underdog to actually get the nominee. But I'm interested what I can come and tell you someone who's actually not running for president. Uh, in Missouri, one of our big stories, Missouri House Speaker John Deal said on Thursday he's resigning from his legislative uh, office after acknowledging that he exchanged sexually charged text messages with a college student that was serving as a capital intern. Now, they always say he is stepping down both from his House Speaker position and his elected job as Republican representative by an area in suburban St. Louis. He said the resignation will take effect uh, on next week, either Thursday or Friday, depending on the orderly transition can be arranged and how quick he can kind of gather everything and remove himself. He acknowledged that he made serious errors in judgment by sending text messages to this particular intern. His resignation announcement came a day after the Kansas City Star released a story accompanied by screenshots of what the newspaper said were electronic messages between Dale and the intern, who no longer works at the Capitol. Some of the messages were very sexist, and again, the screenshot comes up where you can actually see you know, what was transpiring and some of the things that they, uh, in fact, discussed. A Democratic lawmaker has already launched an effort to try to move him speakership um, a Democrat, Democratic governor, Jay Nixon, had described their conduct towards the intern as clearly inappropriate and trouble, which is terminology usually used doing the same thing against until it happens to them, and then they come back and say it was Aaron judgment. Now, the 49-year-old Dale, who's an attorney, lives with his wife and three sons in St. Louis. He was elected in 2008 and had been chosen by his colleague to speaker in January to preside over the largest Republican legislative majority in state history. He is known for his ability to work deals and persuade rank-and-file members to stick together on party priorities. Republicans and Republicans continued to back Mr. Dale's leadership. Dale indicated Wednesday evening that he intended to remain a speaker on Thursday. Dale said some of the other 116 Republicans in the House had asked him to resign, and they decided to do so after fairly, thoroughly evaluating the situation, looking upon everything that's happened. So he you have another 
um, very influential politician in the state of Missouri that apparently had become victim to sending out text messages, inappropriate text messages. Here on the local front, probably one of the biggest stories of the week was the actual settlement and a lawsuit that took place here, again, in Charlotte, over $2.25 million is the actual amount that I see here for this settlement. And that was something that was discussed um, not only on the show, but discussed uh, amongst a lot of people for a long time because we're waiting on the uh, actual trial to begin. And what you see is the uh, very highly publicized case of Jonathan Farrell that was um, shot and killed by Officer Randall Carrick here in Charlotte. So this was a civil suit where, again, over $2 million were awarded to the family. And this happened back in 2013 when he actually was killed. Uh, City Attorney Bob Hagerman announced in a news conference on Thursday that Charlotte City Council had unanimously approved the settlement with the family. Now, again, uh, this was back in 2013. Many of you remember, of course, the incident where uh, Mr. Farrell apparently had an accident, came and knocked on someone's door to get them a call, help the police come. And whatever took place that night, we do know the end result was you had Officer Randall Carrick arrested and you had Jonathan Farrell uh, dead. Mr. Carrick's trial is beginning is scheduled to begin in July, and he has been charged with voluntary manslaughter. So uh, we'll be have to watch and see if, in fact, that sways jurors or sways anyone who may have had an opinion one way or the other when you see that the city has already awarded the lawsuit. Apparently, without a whole lot of uh, discord. There was not a lot of argument, not a lot of discussion. They got together, and they decided this was um, approved. And, again, you have over $2 million lawsuit uh, that has been settled. A few of the interesting things happened in the House just in general on this past week. Several um, things were voted on and passed that none of these things really were controversial. But one of the things they want to do is clear their calendar to work on the state budget. All day, um, really most of next week, they're going to spend a lot of that because, again, as we get into the summer months, they want to kind of handle some unfinished business before going into it. There were a few things that they go through that were, I thought, kind of significant to tell you. One thing that uh, Linda Combs, was confirmed to continue her service as a state controller, which is a very important job. Her office controls the flow of money through the state bank accounts and helps enforce physical policy in the state. Although she was appointed by the governor, lawmakers must confirm her seven-year term in office. Her confirmation now goes to the Senate, which we fully expect to work out well for her. House Bill 292 is going to acquire the beach bingo operations, which are not supported to award prizes over $10 to obtain licenses from the state. That bill will not go to the government. Of course, that would change a lot of the people that are now doing it, currently how it's run. And, again, you're not supposed to award prizes over $10. That is significant because people have to be aware of this because, of course, when they do that, then that's something that's illegally taking place. And, again, the bill is not going to the governor. Another bill that a lot of people probably were not aware of, and it affects almost all of us, there's a bill that will require two working taillights on cars and trucks. It's going to head back to the Senate for final approval. Now, again, most people probably think this law is already in effect, and they would have trouble passing the inspection without two working lights. However, that's not the way it's stated in the law, and uh, it's totally up to the police officer whether or not he can stop someone for having just one working taillight. The issue was at the center of a case that went to the U.S. Supreme Court about whether the police search of an unconscious driver with one taillight was legal. The bill is going to clarify the issue. You've had more, actually, than more than one case doing that. But basically what you have is, Right now, it's not a determined fact that the lingo doesn't clearly state what's the uh, issue if you only have one working taillight. So now you're going to have it clear and concise once the bill goes through the uh, Senate with having these two working headlights. So now that there's something that uh, is being proposed. 
good news, I guess, for educators here in the state of North Carolina is that the North Carolina House Education Budget Proposal is going to increase K-12 school spending by about $270 million, or about 3.3%, adding new funds to charter schools and teacher bonuses. The big chunk of the increase will have a school enrollment growth, which is expected to add about 17,000 more students in the next year. Several other things that were highlighted were advanced teachers. The budget would direct $5 million to begin a pilot program called Elevating Educators, which would provide salary supplements for advanced teaching roles and which better on educators and earn extra pay for training and curriculum development roles. So you're going to see teacher bonuses for those who teach in advanced placement or IB or career and technical education courses. $4.5 million will be set aside for bonuses and up to $50 per student who scored highly on any course or identity certification exams. Teacher assistance to propose Proposal now would include about $90 million for the next fiscal year to fund teacher assistance at the current level, kind of offsetting the drop of lottery funds that's been used to avoid these cuts in past years. You're going to see charter schools where parents and educational freedom in North Carolina, which is a charter school advocacy group, would get about $1 million to launch a pilot program aimed at fostering more charters in rural areas. That's the beginning. We've been discussing probably since last year that the problem with the charter schools that many of them were just going to certain cities and larger cities and larger areas where, of course, they would eliminate those who were in smaller towns. So now you've got more money to do that. The group would give out about $200,000 grants to new schools. So those are all things that are going to take place now in the new initiative. Another thing that's happened here on that same level here in Charlotte-Mecklenburg with CMS schools is that the uh, Charlotte-Mecklenburg School Board on Tuesday night at their meeting approved a $1.4 billion budget that would expand summer reading camps to more elementary school students and give most employees a 2% raise. The proposal now faces a little scrutiny through the Mecklenburg County Board of Commissioners, which shot down the salary increase request in past years. Our Superintendent Ann Clark recommendations called for about $40 million for Mecklenburg County, which would also maintain funding for teacher assistance and driver education. That includes about $8 million that will be sent to charter schools. Again, that's here locally. The plan would expand summer reading camps to rising third graders in a bid to avoid the loss of reading skills when they're out of school. Currently, the camps are open only to rising fourth graders who did not hit benchmark under the state's Read to Achieve program, which has been out now for several years. Now, Ms. Clark's budget also gives teachers and all staff a 2% pay bump. The state budget is likely to boost beginning teacher pay from about $33,000 a year to 35000 the CMS proposal will give raises to everyone not affected by that move. The board approved the budget without much comment on the discussion. So they kind of, again, saw what was happening, and it was approved. The Mecklenburg County Commission must now ultimately vote to provide a large part of the school district's funding. CMS requested a total, again, of about $42 million from the county. It's also waiting to see what will be included in the state budget, which provides the bulk of the funding, which is always important to know that. You get a small amount here in the state actually sends most of the money for these uh, programs. After the meeting on Tuesday, the school board and county commission are scheduled to host a joint work session on next week, and the county should vote on this budget by June, and you would know then exactly what money has been allocated to, uh, exactly how much has been allocated rather, to the um, school system, what exactly is going to go to, and how much they're going to have. So that's kind of significant because it's going to affect how many teachers the courses each year how many stay, how many leave, what, in fact, many of them are going to do based on their tenure and based on where they are. And, again, you're looking at a starting teacher pay right now going to be bumped up to about $33,000 a year. Down in Lincoln County, 
something that's been uh, actually made national news and that we've read and seen. Uh, it reminds me a lot of what happened down in Rowan County. But an email that was sent on Monday to Washington, D.C., you have a religious group that warned the Lincoln County commissioners not to ban a non-Christian prayer from government meetings and gave commissioners 30 days to respond. The letter was actually sent from a group called Americans United for Separation of Church and State. It comes in response to the Board of Commissioners Chairman Carol Meacham's comment on Friday with the Lincoln and Dime News, which is a newspaper in Lincoln County. Now, in that article, Meacham said that if a Muslim came to a county meeting to give an invocation, I'm going to tell him to leave. He added he has no use for those people. In a press release, Americans United Executive Director Barry Lynn criticized Meacham's understanding of the Constitution. Now, previously, Meacham has said that he doesn't like changing the rules that way, and he loves the way the Constitution was founded. Meacham's comments sent a message that he could perhaps deter non-Christians from participating in county government proceedings, and he called that one of the things that he actually was in favor of doing. Now, in this particular letter that was sent to Washington, D.C., it includes a model policy that would, according to the Americans United Group, ensure that such discrimination would not occur. The policy asked Lincoln County to open the uh, invocations up to all faiths and all citizens of the county. That citizens need to not be a member of the clergy in order to deliver a message. And also asked the county to publicize the opportunity to deliver these messages on an ongoing basis, basis beginning in 30 days. It requests that the county announce a disclaimer prior to the invocation, expressing that the speaker is expressing his or her own views and beliefs. So it's important, for instance, that they We'll use the example of Muslim as the head comes down and gives an uh, invocation that they state before that this is their own uh, belief. Now, the main point of the letter is that it can't discriminate based on religion when they decide who gives an invocation. Um, and again, this is a big story because there's always been an issue of prayer prior to starting an official county meeting. And with the county commissioners in Lincoln County, the, the, their spokesperson, their leader, is saying that it's always been the same prayer. It's always been basically what we believe the normal Baptist prayer has been. And when someone comes in with a different belief or something other than, I guess, the Christian uh, belief, then they're going to have a problem. And as he stated earlier, he's actually going to actually believe and he felt there's no place for it. But what you do is you're now going to say that certain religions don't have a right to come in, don't have a right to speak when they're giving the opening prayer. And, of course, you can speak throughout on different issues, but when it's actually beginning. And there was an issue again of, uh, happened in Rowan County, it's happened throughout. Well, what do you do when someone comes in and you're dealing with so many different religions in a particular county? And it's very important how that uh, triples and works out because, of course, these are many potential voters that are sitting here listening to you give your opinion on how exactly this should take place, who exactly should be able to speak, what kind of prayer someone should be able to give. You hope it doesn't get to a point where every week they have a different religion coming in and saying it's all week to pray or that you don't have civil trying to pray at the same time. It, it can get kind of Messy, and again, when that happens, you have to go to Constitution. But we'll see exactly how this goes. Because again, they got 30 days to respond to this letter, one way or the other. What's going to have to take place in Lincoln County, in Union County? Union County right now is actually considering hiring a lobbyist to work in Raleigh, as it focuses on issues that can impact many things in Union County, such as public utility and tax concerns. The move is part of the county's goal to improve intergovernment relationships and develop a comprehensive legislative strategy. A number of other cities and counties also use registered lobbyists, including right here in Charlotte, other parts of Mecklenburg County, Gaston County, and Salisbury. Commissioner said they need better communication with the county's legislative delegation in Raleigh. Union County staffers are monitoring nearly two dozen bills that can impact the county in a variety of different ways. 
The cost of still being worked out, but the county expects it will spend less than $100,000. Union County previously used the lobbyists for several months in 2010 for legislation dealing with public works. So it's important that you see that someone is in Raleigh actually representing Union County and keeping more abreast of exactly what's happening with all the issues there, and they want someone that is actually lobbying and in there and it's there on a more consistent basis because now many times stuff is trickled down and you get the information and you kind of hide it through emails, through calls, and that's how it's normally done or somewhere periodically. Go to actually go to Raleigh. Now you're going to have a lobbyist is what they're expecting to do. It's going to be there each and every time for all meetings and all information is what lobbyists do to relate that back to the people of Union County. And finally, House Bill 879, which I think is a very significant bill, it's the juvenile code reform. It's now going to require a parent, guardian, or attorney to be present during a police interrogation of any child younger than 16 years old. Any admission obtained through unsupervised interrogation in custody would be inadmissible in court. Now, our current law requires parental supervision of uh, interrogation only for children under the age of 14. Many people probably weren't aware of that. Senator Warren Daniel out of Burke County said juveniles right now under 16 should be allowed expanding Miranda rights because of their youth. The bill would also forbid the use of restraints to transport a child under the age of 10 for medical or psychiatric treatment as long as the child has no record of delinquency or unless the person transporting the child, but these restraints are reasonably necessary for his or her safety. It would also encourage courts to consider diversion for first-time offenders. The Senate removed part of the House bill that would have allowed young offenders to seek to have their first misdemeanors expunged from their records more quickly than under the current law. Now, Mr. Daniel says Senator Fletcher Hartzell of Cabarrus County is working on a more obvious uh, plan for expansion of, of records. Now, the issue would be taken up on that measure at that time. Now, again, House Bill 879 is going to go back to the House for final approval. Um, once any changes are made, then you're going to get the Senate to see it. And um, those are just the main keys of it. Again, get things expunged from your record. Having someone with you when you're over the age of 16 um, that's going to sit there with you and be able to, again, represent you because currently now, again, the law is 14 years old. So now that changes how that takes place when someone is charged or arrested, exactly what happens. So, again, many people aren't aware of these laws and they have to go to the House to get it approved. And once that happens with the Senate, then you have new laws that are intact that many people still may not be aware of, but at least it will be something on the books that you can relate to when, in fact, that happens. And those are just some of the things. Again, there's, there's so many. There's litany of things that happen each and every week. But those are just some of the stories uh, this week that have happened uh, politically. And uh, as we conclude each week, many people currently go on uh, to Facebook and they um, respond to things they see on there. And that is probably the easiest way to, in fact, contact Going on to Facebook, you're going to log on to Valerie Sun, C-A-L-E-R-I-E, Valerie Sun. On that link, you're going to see Talking Politics. When you go to Talking Politics, you're going to see current and past articles that are being posted for things we have discussed, things we've read about, things we've talked about. And it gives you an opportunity to, in fact, respond yourself, not only to me, but respond about things you see there in print. So that's a great link to go to on Talking Politics. Of course, the easiest way to listen and hear the show is to go to the app that I go to the most on my phone. That is the app with the elephant. This needs to be said. Once you install this needs to be said, but put that app on your phone, which covers all phones now. I don't think there's any phone that cannot get this app or any smartphone. Once you have installed that, you're going to go to This needs to be said. You're going to hear this. A great array of things that take place um, 
on so many different topics. It won't just be political. There'll be so many things that's going to be covered as you're going to hear about from so many different guests that come on these downways. But um, the main thing about that, it does enable you to listen not only to this show, but, again, other shows that you may have missed. That's something that takes place each and every week that, um, again, I'm, I'm informed by so many different things when I go on there and do it. But those are the easiest ways to not only hear the show, but, again, be informed of what's happening. And um, as we say each and every week, the easiest way to know what's happening in your community, in your area, and nationally is simply about watching the news, being more attentive to the things that take place. And I can assure you within the first five minutes, of watching the news, you are indeed going to hear and see something that political that is taking place. And again, many of these things affect you, your children, and your other loved ones once you are aware of laws and policies that are taking place and who exactly is enacting these policies. I can't think of a more important thing to watch when you watch that on the news. All right. Now, I've been waiting with bated breath. You haven't mentioned the guy and that I was telling you about from Georgia. So when that's running for president, so when do you officially join the list of people running for candidate for candidacy? Because I know that he is touring around and letting people know what his mission statement is and all of that. So when will, if ever, he'll be included in the list of people who are coming, um, tossing their name in a hat for, to be a president? Right. When when an official announcement is made now, what's happening now, from my understanding, he's doing similar to what we talked about tonight with um, the candidate who decided he's not going to run for president. What happens is you go out and you do put your, your your name out, you do put your information out, you do go and discuss policy, and you go, but what happens when you officially have run and put everything out, then it becomes a, a larger story, and you're one of the people that are officially, I guess, I guess officially, unofficially, running, in fact, for president. So currently now with every list, everything that you'll see, You'll see the uh, the Democratic names in there, those two names, and you'll see, uh, what do we say tonight, there's six people that are now currently running on the Republican ticket, but we expect mm-hmm. several more names to um, come. Now, as far as the official date, that's going to go until around July, where you're going to hear people coming back and forth, but most okay. of the people that are actually running, you're going to know within the next, I would say, 30 days. You hear announcements here and there. Many of them come out and do their official announcement after they see who else is running or kind of, Again, put their stuff out there and see who all listed, what all they can gather, and then kind of make an important decision if they're in fact going to make it official. Okay. Of course, everything that you share with us each week is worthy um, to um, be shared, of course. And, of course, you're sharing in the 30-minute segment, but that's not everything that's in politics, and you always encourage us to read the news. And I'm glad to hear that there has been some form of settlement for the unarmed black man's family uh, with the Charlotte uh, area police officers. I think that was the one you said at the, um, was it the train with the um, light rail? No, 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 that wasn't no, 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 okay. no, 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 this, this made national news. This was Jonathan Farrell. This was the young man that uh, apparently wrecked his car. When he got out of his car, he went to someone's Oh, and, and he knocked on someone's door. door. Okay, yes. okay, 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 okay. Yes. Okay, and I'm he glad ended up being shot and he, he actually ended up being shot 10 times by the police. And the police officer, um, Mr. Carrick, who shot him, again, his trial was set to begin in July for involuntary manslaughter. But this was okay. a civil suit that the county has awarded over $2 million to the family of uh, Jonathan Farrell. Okay, so they still have some more court dates. Yes, because now you're looking at a criminal trial. Now, okay. now basically, okay. now you're going to determine if this officer is going to go to jail or not. That's going to take okay. place in July. What, what happened now is just a civil suit. Where there's not going to be a trial, they've already awarded the money. I guess if you can remember back to the OJ trial, remember he had the civil suit and he had the criminal suit. 
and he was found guilty in the civil, and he owed his family a lot of money. That's mm-hmm. basically what this was. That's basically okay. what this was. That eliminated them from having to do that. Now you got the criminal part to see if this man's going to go to jail or not. Okay, I see. I'm glad I did ask that question and clear that up then. Thank you, Valerie Sun, for sharing with us each week what's happening in the world of politics. And definitely keep us posted because it sounds like there's more to come from that last case we just talked about. So until next week, have a wonderful day, all right? All right, absolutely. Thank you.
thank you for joining us today. We hope you've gained something from what has been shared. Special thanks to the creators of the TNTBS jingle. It was written by Lamont Champ Josie and composed by Robert Jenkins. Thank you to everyone who supports us by downloading the phone app at thisneedstobesaid.com, by commenting on the TNTBS talk show fan page on Facebook, by retweeting us on Twitter at TNTBS, by also sharing this show with your friends. Thank you for logging in through your computer, as well as calling in to listen on the phone lines. Now go out and tell more people about this great show. If you thought the show sucked, tell them anyway. Bad news travels fast is what I'm told. Either way, tell them to tune in each weekday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're always looking for new guest commentators, awesome topics, and most of all, we want your opinion. Visit us at www.thisneedstobesaid.com. We'd love to hear from you. There's an elephant in the room. You were thinking it, so we're going to talk about it. Until we meet again in the same place at the same time, have a super day.